tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back to another issue of Imagine If, and we are here on Halloween night. Ooh. Time for some spooky comic books. <laughs> That's right. It is the end of October. It is Halloween night, and we're still talking about comic books because, I mean, comic books and Halloween, they kind of go hand in hand. Oh, heck yeah. This is the <laughs> one time of day where we can finally wear our costumes in public, and it's okay. <laughs> That's right. Unless it's a convention day, but otherwise, <laughs> yeah. people are like, who is that masked man? Not in the way we want to hear it. Though. Exactly. That is very <laughs> true. So, uh, like we've been doing all month long, Chris, we've been talking about the... The supernatural superheroics of both Marvel and DC. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been the supernatural uh, universes of, of both comic book companies, and today is no different. We're gonna. We talked about it last week. We gave you kind of a one hundred and one rundown of what Day of Judgment was in the DC universe and the players, which were the Sentinels of Magic, essentially. Yep. Yeah. Great team that was just put together for that comic book story and it just it, I, I don't know i love that story obviously but i mean <laughs> it was just awesome and it's aired it was real fun to talk about it so this episode we're going to take the day of judgment and we're going to bring it over to the marvel universe we're going to try we're going to try and cast it in the marvel universe see if we can pull off the same story that uh well who, who wrote the day of judgment jeff johns jeff johns yep. so jeff johns is see if he could uh if we could do the same in the marvel universe so before we get to that as always let's talk about what is on the spinner rack this week? All right. So as you go to the comic store for your tricks and treats, here's what could you be out there for you. So from DC Comics, we have a brand new printing of Batman Haunted Night. Now, this was a neat collection back in its day because uh, Bruce, no, sorry, Tim Sell and Jeff Loeb would team up and do these Legends of the Dark Knight specials. And they were Halloween themed and they'd be basically like these hauntings of Batman. So obviously when those two got together and did the long Halloween, it was like, oh man, how can we how can we make money off of this? So they <laughs> took the three original one shots, put them together and created a trade paperback called Haunted Night. So if you've missed out or you're curious, it's it's definitely worth your while. Secret Files are back, and I'm excited. So we're going to get Batman's Secret Files. So it's going to have a neat story and then also feature some pinups and profiles of all your characters in the Dark Knight universe. Batman, the Dark Prince Charming hardcover. This will be a collection of, if I remember correctly, I think it was a two-issue series. Not necessarily issues either. Um, I, I kind of I look at this world of Batman. Um, I, I can't think of the artist or writer off the top of my head. But it, it's almost like we've just talked about it so much. Batman, uh, they're going to do the sequel with Azriel. Oh, uh, White. White Knight. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of almost like something like that. So this one's a little bit more. uh, It's definitely going for provocative with it being the Dark Prince charming and whatnot. But it's like I remember both the original releases, they were two small hardcovers, kind of like the Earth One books. And uh, one featured Batman on the cover and the other featured the Joker on the cover. So it looks like they're going to put the whole thing together as one hardcover. Um, I've ordered them. I'm excited to read them. Obviously, I haven't because I'm kind of shooting in the dark here. But I think it's definitely worthwhile. Might be something. Pick it up. Read the back. And if you like it, go for it. Continuing on with DC Comics and their team-ups, we will get Deathstroke going after the one kill he may or may not get yogi bear that's right deathstroke and yogi bear they're still be doing the hannah barbera stuff huh yes sir so this is gonna be interesting who ends up with that big and buzz good i mean it, i i know this isn't the 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 current uh deathstroke book ongoing book and stuff but i mean does anybody else find it strange that death book deathstroke has an ongoing book like to me it just seems weird like it was it seemed like a gimmick and like I figured it would it would last maybe a couple of years, but this is going on a while now. What what is I mean, what issue is Deathstroke actually oh, on? Man. He's definitely at least like with everybody else right in the fifties. But you know, he's held. I mean, um in the nineties he had his own book. Death yeah, but that was the nineties. That was that's the nineties when everything everybody wanted everybody to kill and to be bloody and stuff like that. Like 
I feel like comic books have changed. You know, I get you. I get you. But I mean, you know, with Deadpool having 20 books, they've got to make sure they've got Deathstroke having one to keep up with the competition. I, he's a complex character. I mean, I, I agree. He's a villain. He shouldn't. Like, his appearances should be special. He's not the same as you the know? Punisher. Like, I, oh, I get the Punisher is. is an anti-hero, but he's, he's, he's Dexter. You know, he's killing only the bad guys. Yeah. Deathstroke, to me, will be and always is a mercenary. He's just yeah, gonna... but if they hired him to kill his mom, he's like, okay, make, yeah. sure, the pro- make sure the check clears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I, I just, I don't know, I just found it, I find it strange that it, it's a book that, that's still ongoing. Because I don't yeah. ever hear anybody talking about it. It's it's an interesting one. I mean, I know they had Christopher Priest writing it, and he's a great writer. He is. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's not one of those ones I hear a lot of chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they just had some arcs recently, and I think in his next arc, he's actually going to go to Arkham Asylum. Wow. I almost got him because they had Two Face on the cover. I was like, hmm, but <laughs> I was like, ah, I just I I get troubled when I see characters appear in other books by different writers and whatnot because I know the voice won't be the same. Right. It just bugs me. But anyways, so, but yeah, you know, Deathstroke, Yogi Bear. Uh, if you look at this cover, Yogi Bear does not look like his sweet, lovable Hanna-Barbera self. Mm-hmm. He is entirely just Grizzly Bear. I mean, so. that's kind of what they did with all the, the characters. Oh, the yeah, they all definitely look Elmer, a Elmer Fudd, when he went up against Batman, definitely looks like a regular-sized yeah. human. Yep, normal-looking dude. No, No weirdness to him, yeah. Um, but continuing on with that wackiness, we've got Green Lantern and Huckleberry Hound. That's right. Both of them persecute characters. John Stewart and the Hound will be facing off against all kinds of injustices in their own book. Huckleberry, uh, was he a deputy? No, that's Deputy Dog or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? well, yeah, Deputy Dog, uh, El Gabong, stuff like that. But yeah. no, Huckleberry Hound, he was the... That that he's like interesting shade of blue, like a turquoise blue, and he'd usually wear the little... The straw hat? hat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Um, it actually looks like it might be a... Is he going to go after Daxstar? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, let's see here. Okay, set against the turbulent backdrop of the early 70s, Green Lantern and Huckleberry Hound join forces to take a stand on the issues of that era. Returning from recent duty in Vietnam, veteran Marine John Stewart, now a member of the GLC, contemplates what, if anything, he should do about the issues tearing his country apart. Meanwhile, Huckleberry's comments against the Vietnam, the Vietnam War have left him a celebrity outcast, and a visit back home to Mississippi puts him face-to-face with the civil rights movement. What can one man and one hound dog do? Plus, part two of the Secret Squirrel backup story by J.M. Demetis. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this is going to be it's it's going to be an interesting political book. I these, mean, it's it, it seems like a throwaway at first, but it's like, oh wow. I was going to say these books must be doing there. really well if they keep, they're going to keep doing them. They keep doing all these different characters. Yeah, like I think this is like the third wave of these. Yeah, so, yeah it's crazy. I'm just waiting for Disney to be like, can we do that? You know, Spider Man and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done that <laughs> yeah. yet. Uh, but let's see. Moving along, this one has been a while. Heroes in Crisis issue two. It feels like it's been a long month. It was probably one of those Heroes in Crisis got released early last month, and so now it's the dead end of the of this next month. Um, I'm excited to see more clues, what's going on. And this one, the variant covers are pretty cool because they have like they look like a file, and the first one references the death of Superman, and we see the you know the photo of Superman laying there dead. Uh, this one's variant cover will reference Batman getting his back broken by Bane. So those uh, those variant covers like that with the files and the pictures are really neat looking. So Sanctuary is essentially just DC offices. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I like the idea of it. It's just funny how it's it's just been shoehorned in real quick, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, it it kind of feels like like Daredevil had that where it's like, oh, there's Night Nurse, and I go to her building, and everybody goes there, and we all get patched up, but nobody fights inside. Like, what was that that hotel movie they did? A while back. Oh, yeah, Hotel Artemis. Yeah, you know, it was kind of one of those things. So now it's like, oh, we've got Sanctuary, so you go get mentally patched Yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, like I guess I enjoyed first issue. I'm very curious to see what's going to continue on. Um, Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe. So since we no longer have an Injustice comic, if you want to keep up with the Injustice world in a weird situation, this is your go-to. So this will be part four of six. And then Justice League Aquaman Drowned Earth. Part one is out, so that'll continue. Or actually, that'll start getting us ready for the next big adventure with the Justice League and a Justice League member-themed story. 
And speaking of the Justice League with a themed story, Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman The Witching Hour Issue 1 will be out, and that'll be concluding that story. Like I said before last week, I I think these are kind of neat. I like these stories where it's like, all right, we're having a featured league member. It's crossing over between that team book and that hero's book. So great idea doing those. I'm glad that they've put that out there. Um, I can't wait to see what characters can come out from it. Uh, Man of Steel by Brian Michael Bendis hardcover will be out. So if you liked, if you want to get in on the ground floor and you liked Bendis' story, it's going to be all collected here for the first time. I, you know, I, I kind of, I, I love that title, Man of Steel. I think it's been fantastic. I just don't know about Bendis' Man of Steel. Though. Mm. Like, I, I felt like even though it was like five or six issues, it could have been less. But that's just my opinion. Bendis' storytelling is very. It, it goes quick. It could have been less, and it didn't need to be. Like it, they could have just went straight into Action Comics one thousand one, and then Superman one. Oh, I totally agree with you on that one for sure. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I would recommend it if you want to get in on the story, see what's happening. It did set up some major plot points, and they're finally coming to fruition with Action Comics one thousand four: The Return of Lois Lane. So if you want to know what happened because you missed this miniseries, there's a great way to go pick it up in one shot. Uh, Nightwing will also be jumping in on these Hanna-Barbera crossovers. He'll be meeting up with Magilla Gorilla. Oh, Magilla yeah. Gorilla. A Magilla Gorilla. There we <laughs> go. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, so that'll that'll be interesting. I, I don't know about those two. Yeah. Um, Superman will meet Top Cat as well. So you'll have that one. And then uh, going back wait, to... Wait, wait, wait. Is Mighty Mouse not a Hanna-Barbera cartoon? I don't believe he is. Oh, that's, Which is a bummer. That's that that's a cool. yeah. That's that was a, that's a missed opportunity if he is. You know, I, actually, I'd rather Mighty Mouse with Shazam or Captain Marvel. Uh, I guess that makes uh, sense. I just want that color scheme together. <laughs> that's it. Uh, and then, lastly, for your real comic books, going back to the main DC universe, the Terrifics will be receiving their first annual. Um, I like that book, and I'm glad it's doing well, and I'm excited that it's going to get an annual. I hope it's a good story. Uh, flipping over to the other side, going back to Marvel Comics, the Amazing Spider-Man annual did so well, it's now getting a second printing. Avengers issue 8 will also get a second printing. Avengers Halloween special will be out there, and I'm kind of bummed about this. So I didn't order it because mm. I was like, eh, you know, I just don't know if I'm going to get that excited about the theme book. They're actually going to do a Daredevil story in there. Oh. So he gets like some surgery done on his eyes, but obviously villains have to screw with him. So they put this fear toxin in his tear ducts. So it messes with him and it gives him these weird visions. So you're going to have a haunted Daredevil. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Why didn't you tell me that? I would have bought a copy. It's so, the start of Dark Devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fine with that. So, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, there you go. Uh, Avengers Undercover will get a complete collection. Black Panther Issue 5 will be out on the stands. Daredevil Issue 610, which continues the Death of Daredevil storyline. I've been really enjoying this book, even though there's like these slow moments with Daredevil meeting these other heroes in the library as they conspire to take down Wilson Fisk. I still am excited by those parts (laughs) of the book. I can't say enough great things about this. Edge of Spider-Geddon issues three and four will be getting second printings. So those have various spider characters in there. And if you want to get more of their story, there you go. And speaking of books that have been out for a while, Extermination is back. So Extermination issue three will be getting a second printing. And then we will finally get the fourth issue. Now, this is a five issue series. But what's going to be hard is issue five probably won't be out till December. So that's going to be a crazy hard wait waiting between those two especially with that i know issue four is going to leave us with a cliffhanger in that ominous cover of issue five and as a cyclops fan i don't know what to think i want to get hopeful but rationale tells me (laughs) Uh, immortal hulk will get a second printing as long as issue six two uh the epic collections will be going on over to the incredible hulk and we'll be getting volume three the leader lives so this will be some early hulk stories and probably the first appearance of the leader and we get to see how those two duke it out Infinity Wars Iron Hammer issue one has gotten a second printing just in time for issue two. So it's a two part miniseries, so you can pick it up in one shot. And if you like what they did with Iron Hammer and you want some more of that world, Soldier Supreme will be getting a second printing as well. Life of Captain Marvel issue two gets a second printing. Marvel 2-in-1 issue 11 will be out, and this will basically be the first issue that doesn't have Thing and Torch. It will actually be Thing and Mr. Fantastic. So that is going to be really neat because Ben is probably going to call Reed out on his shit. Where were you and why weren't you there? I I mean, I haven't read issue 2 yet, and uh, it's just, I don't know. After (laughs) issue 1, I'm just hoping something picks up and sounds like the... 
Wait, this is the one that's coming up is issue three, right? Well, no, this is Marvel two and one. Oh, so this Marvel is the two other. This oh, is the sister the book. Four. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, I mean, it, you you have to get both to get the full story. My mind though is wondering, okay, how does it go? Will it be Marvel two and one? Read all the issues and that series, then go back and read your Fantastic Fours. Like, is it a prelude series? Are they both in conjunction with each other? I don't know, but either way, I am still loving two and one. I think that's been a great series. Uh, but continuing on, Multiple Man Part 5 of 5 will be out. So this will hopefully give us some answers. What's going on with Jamie? He's been acting real crazy, so we need to find out. Old Man Hawkeye is at issue 10 of his 12-part series. And speaking of old men, Old Man Logan turns 50 for like probably the 20th time. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Old Man Logan 50 will be out there. This will be the final issue, which will be very interesting because I'm sure this is going to lead right into... Oh, what did they call it? Is it Dead Man? Dead, yeah, Logan. I was gonna say yeah, I, that's what I was about to ask you. I was like, is that going to be a new story? Is that going to be a new book called Dead Man Logan, or is it supposed to be the last story line that <laughs> Old Man Logan was going to do? So, so I guess it's going to be the yes n- to a all new those book. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a brand new book, uh, but it will be the last story of Old Man Logan. So that'll be sending him off to who knows where, how, or why. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in to find out. I think he's it's going to be, be a twelve issue series. I was so going to say he's going to be the new uh, new man on the wall. Oh, yeah. He's going to be ridiculous. Uh, we'll just find out it was Nick Fury the whole time. There, yeah, you, there go. you go. If you can't figure it out, make it Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be another iteration of Cable. Just there like go, Cable yeah. was supposed to be Wolverine at one time. Now, yep. C- Wolverine is now Cable. Well, it could work because, okay, so classic Cable got killed, right? Right. And I like how the internet has taken to it. So the new young Cable from Extermination, they call him Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so really? Like, all right. So you'll have Wi-Fi, which is young Cable. You have Cable, who's classic Cable. And then you could take old man Logan, find out he actually is Cable. We'll just call him Antenna, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't he be called like fiber optic though not uh, not wi-fi yeah that's what i would say because you know but maybe he could have been wireless even yeah okay fair enough <laughs> but anyways uh so let's see moving along spider force will be out and this one will be exciting because this is going to take another set of spider characters um ben or sorry kane i wanted to call him ben kane kane's scarlet spider with uh jessica drew's spider woman um and Ashley Barton from the Old Man Logan universe, and we're gonna get some other characters. Oh, that's right. That's the one that what was Hawkeye, it? wasn't Is it? Hawkeye's granddaughter. Wife. wife. wife? That's right. Yeah. But she was the daughter of. She's the granddaughter of Peter, Peter Parker. Like yeah. That. Yeah, something weird. I wouldn't have counted her, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> but anyways, Astro Spider and Spider Kid, which are new characters, they're going to team up with that crew, and they're going to put their own spin on things. And speaking of Christopher Priest, he's the gentleman writing this book. I know I'm going to be excited to pick it up because I'm curious what's going to happen with Kane. Uh, Spider Geddon issue zero will be getting a fifth printing, so if you missed the start of this whole thing, there you go. Tony Stark Iron Man number four will be out. True Believers, what if? So again, with the True Believers, that basically is the dollar issue reprints. So this is going to be really neat. Um, this week we get two more issues. So we will get what if Legion had killed Magneto? So this is basically an alternate take on the story that led to the Age of Apocalypse. Legion, tired of not having his father in his life, decides, well, Magneto got most of his attention. So if I go back in time, kill Magneto, my life will be fantastic. And in this, in the 616, he went back accidentally killed his father and then we got the age of apocalypse which was badass so this what if is going to show what happened if he had actually been successful and killed magneto the other what if will be what if the fantastic four had different superpowers if i remember this one i think the cover showed four different sets so they were all human torches they were all things they were all invisible they were all stretchy so that'll be fun to just kind of see how they all deal with the powers and what's going on with them we will also have another book called Vault of Spiders coming out. This is coming to you by Colin Bunn. It is considered a Spider-Geddon tie-in. So this one's going to deal with the uh, Web Slinger, who is a Spider-Man from the Wild West. I love that one. I think that's mm-hmm. great. Uh, Supida-Man, the emissary from hell. And then the Spider-Man from the live-action Spider-Man show that aired in Japan in the 70s. He's now going to be in continuity. So, yeah, wow. some crazy stuff going on there. Um, but, hey... If it's not crazy, then it's not Spider-Geddon. Uh, Venom issue six will be getting a second printing. Venom first host issues three, four, and five will all be getting second printings as well. So I think they definitely are seeing some good reaction from the movie there. 
Uh, West Coast Avengers will hit its third issue. And then now we will have the brand new What Ifs. So the brand new What If this time, this week, will be focusing on magic. And in this case, it looks like she's going to be the Sorceress Supreme. So I'm kind of excited about this because I remember when Brian Michael Bendis was writing all new X-Men and Uncanny X-Men, he toyed with the idea of Ileana going back in the past and training with Doctor Strange to help Mm. her with her powers. That subplot, I guess you could call it, just kind of got dropped after he left the books. So this could be like a neat little like, oh, well, what if that did continue? What would it look like? In my mind's eye. Right. Um, X-Men Black will also be continuing on. And this week we will focus on Emma Frost. And then if you're looking at some trade paperback collections, X-Men Blue will get its fifth volume and final storyline, Surviving the Experience. X-Men Deadly Genesis will be reprinted, which discovers the third Summer's Brother and all the secrets and lies of Professor Xavier. And lastly, X-Men Grand Design Second Genesis, which will be a epic retelling of X-Men events all the way from the... Um, Giant size X Men number one to at least the Dark Phoenix saga, maybe even beyond. So, do you think there's a, a reason why they're reprinting Deadly Genesis? You know, I I, I don't want to get excited. <laughs> I mean, like, there's been a lot of speculation. Like, I mean, like I do that. I cheat. So, a, a lot of us fans, we do something called an Amazon fish. So, you go into Amazon, you put Marvel Comics, you shop in the book section, and you put it in order of release date. And you'll see all the new trades and hard covers that are going to come out probably like in the future eight months. And you that does lead to speculation because I noticed I was like, oh, they're re-releasing the Sentry trade. That's weird. Oh, guess what? The Sentry's back, you know. So, I mean, with that one, with Deadly Genesis, that is not a very pro Charles Xavier story. Because right. that's where we find out that he basically led a new group into slaughter and then you know, hit a bunch of facts from Scott. Um, the only thing I could think is outside of Cyclops, like building up the hype, maybe they're reprinting it since Banshee just came back from the dead. Maybe they're reprinting the story where he did die. Mm. Maybe that could be it. I don't know. Okay. Well, that's quite the spinner rack for this week. Um, since it is Halloween, when I ask you, if is there any particular comic book in your past that, uh, you remember for a Halloween story? So when it comes to Halloween, it's funny because we've been talking about them so much. Um, I would have to say, because like Christmas, there's literally, I pull out, you know, these like the DC Universe Christmas, the right. Marvel Universe Christmas. I always, I just think they're neat and I, I flip through them. Uh, but when it comes to Halloween, I usually like right now, my big go-to's. Day of Judgment, and we've been talking that one up, and even Marvel's Damnation. I just love those because, I mean, it's literally, you know, just crazy, spooky ghosts and goblins and things like that. Uh, But when I like a good haunting, I usually go into Dead Man. So I like to read um, some of his various comic books. Like, I think it was his third series. It was eight issues long. Um, There was also Dead Man Dead Again, which was the five-issue primer series that led to it. And then I always like to read um, a good Ghost Rider story as well. So <laughs> those are usually my spooky go-to heroes. What about yourself? What do I, you go to? I mean, like, I, honestly, I don't. I don't think I. I can really pull up any particular um, Halloween-specific comic books. Right. Uh, I know there's that one cover for like a DC one where the kids are wearing the the superhero outfits and they're at the trick or treating door. Oh yeah, I think it was Young Justice, right? Wasn't it? Was I, that think Young it was, Justice? I think it was Robin was in a Batman suit, yeah. Impulse in a Flash, and Superboy in a Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can think about that, and then there's like um, I feel like speaking of that is uh, was it JLA World Without Grown Ups is kind of a Halloween story. I don't know That's if it true. actually Didn't came out around. I think it came out around that time. I think it did. Yeah, because like, isn't it in the story like it was supposed to be Halloween night or something? Yeah, like that? Yeah, because Bedlam wanted you know, or Kid Bedlam or whatever you call it, the the one that essentially makes the two different worlds. He he did his parents are telling him that you know he couldn't go out for trick or treating or something like that, and that's yeah. why he he splits the, the world in two. So you have that, but then then over on the Marvel side, it's that one story that I always talk about. It's the it Supernaturals or whatever it's called. Or oh it, yeah, or was it Nocturnals? Right. Which one was it? I keep forgetting. Uh, Supernaturals. I think it was called Supernaturals. Supernaturals. So yeah, that I mean that 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 book because just because of Jack O' Lantern, like it always like it. it just he's a vibe. character, and I don't know why he's not used more in the Marvel universe. Maybe because he's too much like Green Goblin and Hobgoblin, like with the pumpkin bombs and the gliders yeah. and stuff. So I always wondered why he, he's not used more. Uh, I, and I, I honestly don't know where he's at now. So there's last that. I remember, I think he's dead. I think he was actually killed by Johnny Blaze in his 
Civil War aftermath story. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. That's a dark one, uh, that storyline, because it's like basically in this one, Ghost Rider manages to finally escape hell, so Johnny Blaze is set free. But then, of course, the devil comes through, so you know, Ghost Rider devil fight, and he shatters the devil into 666 pieces. <laughs> and uh, Jack-O-Lantern winds up being one of the pieces, and he's going into the small town of Sleepy Hollow, and he's just destroying the place. Like, it's brutal. Like, he is killing people in horrible ways. So it's a crazy tale. Mm. So that's pretty good. So, all right. Not not much for the what we've been reading this week, but you know the, there are some Halloween stories out there for Marvel and DC. So if you have a few that you like to to read or you remember fondly, we'd love to hear from you. You know how to get a hold of us. We'll tell you at the end again. <laughs> but Chris, why don't you go ahead and give us a quick rundown again on what is Day of Judgment? Okay, so Day of Judgment was a story that brought Hal Jordan back into the DC universe as the newly minted host of the Spectre Force. Uh, so Asmodel gets tricked into thinking there's a way for him to escape hell. If he could embody the spirit of vengeance, the specter, then he would be able to go back into heaven and get his revenge on God. So he comes to Earth. He basically puts out the flames of hell, brings all the demons up, and then goes chaotic inside the, D- inside the DC universe. So the heroes decide, okay, well, we've got two missions. One, we need to go to heaven and bring back the soul of Jim Corrigan so he could basically take over the specter force. And two, go into hell, reignite the flames, and get all these demons to come back. So various heroes team up for all these missions. The Heaven team, when they go up there, they ask to see Jim Corrigan. Jim Corrigan says, sorry, I can't do it. I'm in heaven. I'm in peace. I'm happy. So they get persuaded to go to purgatory where they find the soul of Hal Jordan. So they go back to Earth. The Hell team goes down there, and one of their own members, Sebastian Faust, winds up sacrificing the Enchantress by cutting her throat and throwing her into a pit, which creates the first murder that will start the Flames of Hell, thus reigniting the flames and bringing all the demons back. As they come to Earth, Neron inhabits Superman and gets back up there. So now you have Asmodel, who's taken over the Spectre. So Hal Jordan and Neron also go in there. So the Spectre tire being played as a pawn goes after the three gentlemen and says, okay, why should I pick any of you in order to do what you want? So Asmodel is like, hey, we can get vengeance on God. He's cast us away. He's not about vengeance. Neron is like, I've always been serving vengeance. I send people to hell. Why not pick me? (laughs) And Hal's like... Actually, I probably shouldn't be here. I'm a bad guy. So that's why the Spectre's like, nope, just because of that, I'm going to pick you. So in the end, tr- you know, good triumphs over evil. So Asmodel is sent to heaven to be a prisoner. Neron is sent back to hell, and he's demoted from being like a demon prince to a Ryman demon. And then Hal Jordan becomes the brand new Spectre. And from that, we get the Sentinels of Magic, which was a superhero team of supernatural heroes that we talked about probably, what, last week, I think it was? Last week, yeah. And what year was that? Oh, good question. I want to say it was like 1998, if I remember off the top of my head. Uh, 99. 99. Close okay. enough. So, yeah, that was a, that was a big fifth, fifth, fifth week, week event, event yeah. Yeah, that, that, that they had over in D.C. Now, the idea for us would be who is going to be our... Uh, so, basically, for our... We were going to take the Day of Judgment story and cast it in the Marvel Universe. So, I came up with five questions. I challenged them to Mitch and myself. So, what we're going to do is... Our first one is... What character would you have take up a mystical legacy? So kind of in the vein of Hal Jordan becoming the Spectre. Next, you're going to make up your own superhero supernatural team. So basically like the Sentinels of Magic. So what would be their name if you want to give them a new name and who would be on your team? Next up, who would be the villain or villains of your story? Why do they do this? What happens? Number four. What is the sacrifice that will be made in this story? So basically, as we saw, June Moon, a.k.a. the Enchantress, uh, get killed to ignite the flames of hell. What would you sacrifice? And then lastly, because these stories are always fun when they have a lasting ramification, what two changes or curses, because it is Halloween, would you have result from your story? There you go. All right. So uh, I'll go ahead and go first since... I would I, I want to say that Hal Jordan in the Day of Judgment is uh, quite an important story to you, so I will <laughs> go ahead and attempt mine first, and then you can blow me out of the water. Uh, I will go with my Sentinels of Magic first. So I gave them the 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 the, the name of the, the forces of nature. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so my Dead Man. Uh, would would you consider Dead Man your the leader of your team uh, yeah. of the of the Sentinels of Magic? You know, honestly, like when I think about that team, I I. 
I think it was Sentinel who would be the leader in my mind's eye. That just makes sense too. I think everybody's kind of like, dude, this guy's been around since World War Two. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's pretty classy. Kind of just find, find follow him and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, either way, I kind of I kind of put I, I kind of put my counterpart as the leader, seeing as how he'd probably be the least powerful out of everybody, but he's quite powerful as is. So Hannibal King, Hannibal King is my dead man. Wow, interesting. Choice. I mean. It's not. I don't think he's the first person anybody thinks. Actually, I don't think any of these people are really the first people you would think about for, for any of the characters in the Marvel universe. Maybe but that's one. what makes it fun, though. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, so we got uh, Dead Man is the Hannibal King, uh, Doctor Occult. I went with Shaman from uh, Alpha Flight. Wow. Yeah. I like that. That's a okay. It makes sense. Forces of nature. I like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, let's see. Then I go with over at, uh, uh, Faust. So Faust being the son of Felix Faust, I, I kind of went searching. This is a, not a character that I even knew about, <laughs> but the daughter of Dracula, Lilith Dracul is a shield agent. Like, I mean, who, who'd be better to be the, 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 the counterpart to the the son of, of Faust. I mean, I think they have they probably have a Faust character in Marvel Universe also. They probably do because he's also like a big literary. Yeah, character, yeah, he's so a yeah. big literary character. So I would imagine that they would do the same. But yeah, the uh, Lilith Dracul, the she she's in Shield Agent. She's uh, I think she's in Monster Hunter too. So okay, so then my Sentinel counterpart, I went with a uh, uh, Black Knight, Dane Whitman. Ooh, cool. That's a fun character. Like I, I mean, Sentinel Knights kind of. You know? Hey, it works for me. <laughs> they both have that regal look to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and that Black Knight, he's supposed to have been... Well, he's not the... the. Is he the actual one that was part of Arthur's Knights? I want to say... Or is it say, just the sword? I think it's the sword, the ebony blade. Right. So I think like he's a modern kid who winds up picking up the legacy and whatnot. Uh, Madame Xanadu goes with Mordred the Mystic. Ooh, nice. Phantom Strangers, Adam Warlock... And then we get into some of the other character, the the more interesting characters. I I feel like Ragman, you go with Devil Slayer, like Ooh. both you know, kind of doing Ooh, their thing. Some warp souls, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Raven, Snowbird, like that's a character that I I like from Flight from Alpha Flight. Like, yeah. just she changes into the different Arctic animals yeah. and stuff, which is weird. Uh, Zatanna, I went with Clea. Uh, nice. Was that's uh what that's Doctor Strange, Strange, yeah. yeah. Uh, Enchantress, magic from the the X Men. Uh, Blue Devil, Lionheart. You know the God. I remember her. She was such a great character. I, whatever happened with that character? She just she got Chuck Austin. Ah, because that, that I think is actually a Chuck Austin yeah. cre- creation. So yeah, it's that was during the whole like oh you you have the powers and abilities of Chuck Austin. You were invisible. <laughs> uh, and then for my Doctor Fate. I went with Doctor Druid. Nice, great character. I mean, I know that they what his son or grandson showed up in the the Secret Warriors. Probably at least his son for sure. I, I but don't remember which one. Maybe it was, it was the grandson because I think they've tried like because Doctor Druid. I think he's been dead longer than he's been around. Right, and it's he's a tough sell of a character. I mean, he's just he's not a very you know athletic looking guy he's bald <laughs> he's got a goatee but he is a cool character um i remember marvel did a marvel universe book and it was like tales of the marvel U, and he was one of the characters but yeah i would say probably his son for i would i'd go with his son well i mean we're gonna bring him back then we're gonna make him i'm, I'm make him really he's a great character uh our my as model or as modal as model as model that's what i think uh, i went with as modest <laughs> You know, nice. it's already there for me. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let the Marvel do it for me. But then for Neron, I went with Dormammu. Like, come on, I like that. I mean, not exactly hell, but a hell dimension. Well, I like it because they're both schemers. Yes, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's they're they're manipulators. And then Doctor Strange yeah. would just be upset. Like, why didn't you bring me into the story? I'm like, ah, there's already enough stories with you. <laughs> uh, so then to uh, reignite. Whatever needs to be done, the sacrifice. Uh, I have Lilith Dracul sacrificing magic, like the straight one, one to one. Wow, changeover. you're gonna get rid of magic, Liliana. But, but what we can do 
is make it so the same way they did with with Doctor June Moon and, and Enchantress. They just got rid of the Enchantress part. Doctor June Moon ends up coming back to life, right? So, so get rid of the Dark Child part. Get, get part of yeah, get rid of that part of, of of Ileana, and then her what she has to has to uh, live with the fact that she doesn't have that power anymore. Because that's one of the things that she was. Her brother is a is a mutant, has the mutant power, and she doesn't have anything until she becomes part magical, right? Well, she uh, they did wind up giving her mutant abilities, I believe. Like, but it was just very latent. But yeah, it's like due to her, like, hey, this magic idea is way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> but now in your story, I want Colossus to be there. <laughs> He's gonna be <laughs> part of the hell team just because I want to see like Russian curse words. Like the letter is gonna have to do the font in that style. <laughs> well, it it might you you might get him in the story just because at one point in time, and this is where my 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 specter is. Instead of uh, a certain person, it's the the Crimson Bands of Satirac. So, and, and, you know, at one point, uh, Colossus was the avatar for, for Satirac. Nice. My Hal Jordan though. Big moment. Is Donald Blake. Donald Blake. Nice. Donald Blake is going to be like, I, I, I guess he's dead (laughs) in my story. One time former Thor. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think he's dead. That's why they've been playing, you know, bringing his son from the MC2 into modern 616. So there you go. He's going to be. He's going to be in purgatory, and they're going to and they're going to need a soul to attach to the the Crimson Bands of Satarak because Kane Marco is like not fulfilled what it is, and Satarak's going to come to Earth, and he's going to destroy you know everything because his avatar isn't doing his bidding. So they're going to they're going to attach someone else, and that and that's what's going to happen. And it's Donald Blake. Donald Blake wow. is tired of being just the, known as the other guy that's not Thor. Wow, that's gonna be <laughs> nuts! I, I want an artist to draw this. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, Kane Marco is my my lasting change. One of my lasting changes. He's no longer gonna be the avatar of Satarak, but I want to give him a, a latent mutant ability, so that all this time that he's been fighting against all these mutants, and he's like he's better than him because he's using magic and stuff, and he's right. not a mutant. He's gonna find out that he has one because he, he's gonna be awesome. The Some reason why every time he loses the the crimson bands, he doesn't shrink down. Why doesn't he shrink down? That's not a human. That's not a normal sized body for a not human. Not a normal man. <laughs> You're gonna find out that his his body is pretty pliable. <laughs> and uh, my other thing was gonna be that um, Lilith now will be cursed for sacrificing magic. Like she tried to get away from being the curse that her father had, being a vampire, being Dracula. Right now she has her own curse. She has to suffer for. Good. So. I like that. I always like when characters are put into a form of torment because of their, you know, what they did. Because like that was one of the things that drew me to Sebastian Faust when he did that after he sacrificed Jude Moon. Because when all the flames were are somehow like when he went to hell, he got his eyes back and he was normal and he felt like compassion and feelings and stuff like that. He but he whole. had to give it up. Yep. But then when he made the kill, you know, bam, it was all gone and he had to live with, you know, that that feeling of loss in that. And I was like, oh man, that's crazy. I dig it. <laughs> so yeah, that's my oh, and then my title for it would be uh, instead of Day of Judgment, it's Day of Rage, since it's the Crimson Bands of Satarac. Nice. Yeah. Well, Crimson Red Rage. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So looking at this, it was funny. I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm going to challenge myself. Uh, you know, and it's hard to think about because, like, okay, you do have the Specter Force over in the DC universe, and it's AKA the Spirit of Vengeance. So part of me was like, okay, yeah, I'll just do the Spirit of Vengeance. But then I was like, ah, you know, that's just going to be too obvious. And I was like, okay, what else is there? Oh, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme. Ah, that's too obvious. So I just was exploring all these mystical totems and trying to find legacies. And then I said, to hell with it. This is my story. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. So I'm going to go hog wild. So here's what I'm going to give you. All right. This is going to be a sequel to Damnation. Okay? Oh, wow. So I, like I'm putting it in Marvel, Mar- Modern Marvel, and I'm going through with it. So basically... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer the questions, but I'm going to bounce around. So I'm going to start with, who are the villains? Okay. So Blackheart is the son of Mephisto, and he was a big-time Danny Cash or Danny Ketch villain. Uh, we've seen him in the video games and stuff like that. Uh, he was even in the movies, in the, the Ghost Rider movie. movie. Right? Yeah, or the first, the first movie. movie, yeah. And so what I want is, well, if he's the son of hell, or sorry, if he's the son of Satan, or Mephisto, a son of a devil, wouldn't he be the right heir 
mm. to the kingdom, to the throne of hell. That so Johnny Blaze sits on right yeah, now. Yeah, and he's going to be very pissed that a ghost rider is sitting there. So he's going to do everything he can. So basically, he's going to go up and like the sacrifice will be Johnny Blaze. So he's going to kill Johnny Blaze right then and there. Now, the question is, how do you kill a spirit and whatnot? That'll be answered later in the third part. <laughs> this is going to be a trilogy. That's right. I'm telling you now. So Johnny Blaze is going to get decimated. He's gone. It's done. And then Blackheart is like, I'm going to release hell on earth. I'm not going to just do, you know, Las Vegas. It's going to be bigger. So that's that part. Now, who's the person whispering in his ear and telling him to do these things? Well, of course, it's dear old dad. You know, Mephesto, as he's sitting there in his hotel room in Las Vegas, trapped to be there for eternity, he is using his abilities to influence his son because that's not his kid. That's just a means to an end. That's true. So that plays off for my Neuron and Asmodel portions. So, of course, and the heroes are going to be like, oh, my God, what's going on? How do we play this? So the sacrifice being Johnny Blaze and why has all of, you know, evil come out of hell into the Marvel Universe? So if you remember the end of Damnation, Doctor Strange and the heroes are like, okay, our team left one behind. We need to go back and save him. Well, so now they're kind of worried, like, oh, is Johnny lost it? Is he going crazy? So maybe we need to get together. So. And we've been talking about him all this month, so I know I didn't come up with a new name, but I just can't get rid of that awesome name. The Midnight Suns. It's a good it's name. It's finally going to happen. So on this team, you know, this team of Midnight Suns that are going to come together, I'm going to have Doctor Strange is going to be the leader of this group, but he obviously has to keep that under wraps because the other guy on the team, Doctor Doom, is clearly going to think he's the leader. So, yeah, I want to bring Dr. Doom. He is a supernatural character. You're absolutely you know? right. So I was like, yeah, there we go. So I'm going to get my other players in here. Blade, Hellstorm, Jennifer Kale, Moon Knight. That's right. I want Ooh. that little bit of crazy in my story. <laughs> and Magic is going to be there as well. Hey, See, we both have the same thing. That. We're going to have some of that. we got to get some Ileana in So there. do you consider Moon Knight, you're going to go back to his lunar uh, powers? I, I mean, I, I, that'll be up to the person writing the book. I got no problem playing that in this story. Right. And I just, I like the way he was in that. I mean, there is nothing, like, he's kind of like, the way Dead Man was, like, with the little bits of humor, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I want to put Moon Knight. Right, in. right, right. But, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, he has a mystical connection. That just makes it easier to justify. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that'll be my Midnight Sun, or that'll be my Sentinels of Magic. The Midnight Suns will come in. So, basically, it's kind of the same thing where it's like, okay, We've got to, you know, we've got to get somebody to restore stuff. So now Blackheart, in this case, he's been he like they're there. So let me rephrase this. So the, the spirit of vengeance that is floating around going erratic. So the specter, that'll actually be Noble Kale. Okay. So that's the, 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 the Danny Ketch demon that bonded with him. So Noble Kale has been taken over by Blackheart and enabled to do all these things. And now obviously Blackheart's going to be channeled with, oh, I have to go kill my father. So that's going to lead to the release of Mephesto so he can really go back and claim his throne. So all these heroes are like, okay, what are we going to do? You know, they find out Johnny Blaze is gone. Like there is no, he's not in heaven. He's not in hell. He's gone. Wiped from existence. So it's like, oh shit, what are we going to do? So as they're thinking about, okay, well, we need to get something, you know, like Danny Ketch is missing. You know, the new kid, even though he is a ghostwriter, he's not of the same style. Right. So it's like, what are we going to do? We need somebody to take over this demon. So why did I put magic on this team? Because <laughs> she was part of the Uncanny X-Men and she believed in Cyclops. Ah. So there's only one person who could really help to take care of this demon, but also use some of that nobility as well. So they go in and... Like I had, I had trouble with this part. Do I show the soul of how of Scott Summers in hell? <laughs> do I show him in purgatory? How do I go about this? So for the sake of the story, I'll have Scott being in hell. I don't mind. You uh, could do the you know. instead of doing straight up purgatory, you could do like the 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 warrior realm that you know the um, Odin's. Thing, yeah, 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 yeah. Valhalla, yeah. Valhalla. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I could play it either way. I'm okay with seeing him there. But anyway, so they wind up with the spirit of Cyclops, Scott Summers, and so they wind up going in there. Um, and then it's a battle between Blackheart and Cyclops. So as they're fighting, Noble Kale. Now, this is what's going to be neat about this. There's going to be some fallout from the story. I actually want to fix Noble Kale and Zarathos. So those are the demons of the Ghost Riders, Danny right. Ketch and Johnny Blaze, respectively. They've been complicated as hell. Like, when you read this stuff, it's horrible. So I'm actually going to basically reveal that they're brothers. So it's almost like a Cain and Abel thing. But this Abel's going to redeem Cain. So Zarathos is going to get redeemed by the end of the third part of this trilogy. 
Okay, so Noble Kale basically kind of is reawoken to his glory, like to his goodness. So he kind of sees that in Scott Summers where it's like, wow, you're a good man. You've just got all this pain. Now, Noble Kale is the one who gave us the penance stare. So I thought this worked out kind of nice. So in the end, they wind up defeating Blackheart. Mephesto does escape, goes back to rightfully ruling hell, you know, which will then he'll be like, "Ah, I need to get, you know, some away time for this. So he brings the demons back in. So Cyclops, well, he won't be Cyclops. He'll just be Cyclops, or he'll be Scott Summers. Um, I'll probably call him, I don't know, I'll come up with some kind of name later, but the new power. So it's going to be neat because he won't have his optic blast, but he's still got to wear those glasses because he's going to have both the pennant stare and there's going to be a new thing. It's going to be called the stare of absolution. Okay. So the parent stare makes you deal with all the wrong you've done, but the stare of absolution will help you to find the forgiveness that you need. So that's what Cyclops is going to wind up being. He might just be the rider, you know, for a little bit. So he'll be riding around and kind of finding his own redemption by means of helping redeem others. So what are you giving him to ride around in? He's going to ride around a classic motorcycle. So he's going to have a motorcycle too? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he's been a biker. I mean, yeah, I know, you know, I know. We, we, they, they, they forget to mention that cool side of him. He's yeah. not always just a, a geeky dude. But So anyway, uh, so, yeah, so my character that takes on the legacy, I'm going to have Scott Summers take over the spirit of Noble Kel. Uh, both of them will find redemption in each other, and the Noble Kel in the third act will eventually rescue Johnny Blaze and redeem um, Zarathos. Uh, who are my Sentinels of Magic? Like I said, the Midnight Suns with Strange, Doom, Blade, Hellstorm, Jennifer Kale, Moon Knight, Magic. Uh, my villains, I will have Mephesto manipulating Blackheart. Now the sacrifice, like I said, so I'm going to have Johnny Blazes actually killed. So that's what gets the Throne of Hell re-released to everybody else. My two changes, so like I said, I would have Cyclops. Or sorry, Scott Summers will be around. He'll be the rider. So it'll be kind of one of those things like he doesn't really want people to know he's back just yet because he's dealing with a lot of his own inner demons. And he'll have the, uh, like, he won't be able to control it, so it'll either be a penance stare or the stare of absolution that comes through. So that'll be one of the changes there with that new power set. And then also the second part, though, is there's always a vacuum, right? You can't just have something not, like, just be gone. So where is this Ghost Rider? Where is it? So we're going to see a Ghost Rider ride out. (laughs) And we're going to know it's Zarathos. But who's the person bonded to him? And that's what you'll find out in the third act. Oh. Now, I'm not going to leave you hanging. <laughs> it's actually going to be Danny Ketch because in the end, I want the two riders to wind up sharing their demons. So Noble Kale will eventually redeem Zarathos. Zarathos and Blaze will bond and make a, you know, a ghost rider. And then Danny Ketch and Noble Kale will be rebonded as well. I want to bring those characters back because that's one thing I've always felt sad about. Like At least with Green Lantern. And I mean, yes, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, we've got six Green Lanterns floating around, but at least they learned. Don't take somebody's hero away. Always add to the toy box. Because mm-hmm. that's what I like about your story is you go back and you give us Eric Masterson. He's a great character. People loved him. Why is he gone? Why is he not back? You know, so that's what's fun about what we do. And so that's what I would do in this story. So I would pick up those pieces from Damnation. I would put it in my story. Um, you know, uh, the, I could call this the road to ruin, you know, mm. and then the last one could just be if you went from damnation and you're traveling along the road, you know, then you're going to go to absolution as the final act. So that's what I would play mine as. Well, there you go. It's quite, that's quite the story that you built there. And yeah, uh, obviously Plus I want tons of action figures to come from this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to see how Scott Summers deals with the fact that he's no longer a mutant. But I mean, ha- now has this power of, of, uh, I guess damn damnation or, or absolution. Yeah, well, that, 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 that stare like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, how how does he travel travel the world? How does how does he feel about mutants at this point? Now that he's not one, you know how how does uh how how is it that people are going to interact with him? Well, what I like and the bigger part is, I mean, what would you do if you were in hell? You know, because this is the man who saved the, you know, the mutant race. He created Utopia on Earth. And what was his final reward? <laughs> Damnation. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, you know, obviously, like we think about, okay, well, you know, like what if the editor is like, okay, well, where's his character go? I'd pitch a miniseries and I want him to go to characters that need redemption as well. Like I want him to see Magneto and be like, look, you stood by me, even though you were my greatest enemy. And I never knew what true evil was until I met you. But you came to me and, you know, you called me Caesar and you followed. 
I don't want you to end up where I was, you know. Um, I want him to go to, you know, Madeline Pryor and be like, I forgive you and I ask for your forgiveness because even though you may have been a goblin queen, you know, and then hopefully that fixes that part of Cyclops' history, you know, and just, just play with that and then go to various characters of the DC universe. Maybe, you know, at one point he goes to Dr. Doom and it's like, wow, you don't need forgiveness because you haven't perceived you've done something wrong. No. Yeah. You know, and Doom is like, I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> because your laws and your way of life say that is true doesn't mean that it is, you know. So you could have some real thought-provoking stuff like that. So I just think it would be kind of neat to play with that. Like, I didn't think about that in all honesty. Like, how would Scott be like, oh, my God, I'm not a mutant anymore, mm-hmm. you know. But obviously he's not totally normal as well. No, yeah, so. <laughs> he's, not, he's not normal. Yeah, well, yeah. I just think that'd be kind of neat to have those I mean, elements. Is his, is his first trip straight to Adelan and be like, "Hey, <laughs> I need to talk to you, inhuman bastards." You know, it, it, well, maybe that's something like because I kind of like the idea that I I know in X Men Red they had Gene go to Black Bolt, and you know, basically he kind of said sorry. You know? So do, yeah, I was just, do, does does she talk to him in, through her mind? Yeah, they they use. Well, I think they even used a third person to help communicate as well. Like there was like the voice of Black Bolt or something like that. No. I forget. But I mean, she doesn't need to. She's a yeah. She could just telepath. like go right into his yeah. mind and talk to him there. But I think the better matchup would be Cyclops talking to Medusa. Yeah, exactly. You know, because like I don't. Because if I remember the storyline correct, Death of X, I think she was the queen, but that didn't necessarily mean Black Bolt was the king. No, I I I, I believe yeah. that he wasn't in the picture. She was the one that was like she was the one the leader in of the Inhumans. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's he was just more or less the tool. She was the one who did, you know, and, and then you have him deal with that where it's like, well, you know, how do you as a rightful ruler, how could you choose your race over another race, you know? And, I mean, it's it's not too unrealistic, and it would make for some good moral gray matter to talk about in the story. So, yeah, that'd be – actually, that'd be – that. now I went from a five issue, there's a six issue. That one's right there. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, there you go, folks. There's our uh, Marvel version of the Day of Judgment from DC Comics. Uh, if you are interested in that story, you want to talk about it a little bit more, you want to talk about any of the stories that we talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter as at Mitchipedia, G-E-R. Chris is also on Twitter as... Stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter. At Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and GeekEliteRadio.com is our website. Check out archives episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, in the month of November. <laughs> <laughs> now we go to Thanksgiving. Yeah, we gotta talk about all those Thanksgiving. <laughs> Everything Doomsday stories. Clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.